things, but let's say talking about the highest level an action figure to me can express is in surrender and gratitude, yes? And the, the, the willingness to be used in service. To me, those are pretty high levels of expression as or, or through the action figure here. Yeah. And that's why they allowed it to happen. They gave me a way of life that kept the fucking craziness subdued because the whole nuclear pulse was removed. That's yeah, beautiful. And I never, you know, I've heard about a lot of solutions, but in my life here, that's one of the only solutions that's worth the term solution. Because it produced an effect that the problem did not exist for me anymore, which is fucking unbelievable, really. And then the message of non-duality, in a sense, brings it to another state. And actually, it's, if you saw it as a movement, it would be more prior. And that priorness is that the problem, exists, the problem doesn't exist as you anymore. See? When the problem doesn't exist for you, you'll still be there. So it'll be able to exist for you again. Yeah? Usually not based on if the solution's condition, but on your condition. Yeah. But when you see you're not the sense of self, that you're not an apparatus, yeah, then the problem can, can not exist for you, as you anymore. You see, it's beautiful. Because if it exists as you, it can have a problem. And it can lose the problem and then have it again. Because it's the inherent problem, Yeah. But when it doesn't exist as you, then that's, that solution has a field to stabilize in. So now you're not experiencing surrender and then taking things back and then going through surrender again. You're surrendered, yeah? Now it's not as exciting and you cannot fill up Facebook blogs or points with it because it becomes the norm, yeah? You just travel lighter through whatever's happening. And I don't mean, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean all the time. Because it's then, suddenly, the shift that how everything is is based on your condition isn't the reference anymore, the condition of this. It's, it's based on that which is prior to conditions. Something that's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. Yeah? your inherent state, or the beingness. Yeah. Are you doing this now? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's uh, ready to take video or it's video, videoing. I think it is video. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, it should be going, yeah. This is my only job, is to turn these two things on, so I'm trying. When it is, there's a time. All right, so... so now fast forward to this seeming message. This message is all about what's prior to conditions, yeah? If you want to look at it as before and after. So the freedom this message is about is the freedom prior to bondage. Yeah? Not after a presumed bondage. Because let's say there's a sense of bondage, but it's actually not a fact. If you and I attempt to get out of it, it gives it sense of fact. See, there's a great statement by Sri Ramana Mahashi, which goes like this. And to me, this is the essence, if you ever listen to the talks, 
no one probably does, but whatever. The essence of all selfing, and that's what the mental process does. The mental process meaning the, the thoughts that are being heard, the perceptions that are seemingly being seen and felt, and then the memories of all this. Yeah. To me, that's what comprises what supports selfing. But the essence of selfing is this. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing yeah, that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Now, if you just hear that, you see something off there. Yeah. Why would you want to get salvation for a non-existent thing? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? That would be a way of actually reinforcing the idea that's existing. Yes. This is the whole. This is it. This is the heist that most people start after this. And if they start after it, it's a fact. But if you see it from before, it's an activity. That's all it is. It cannot produce the goods. It can only imply the goods are already produced. It can only assume they're already produced. It it only can insinuate they're always produced. Or they can presuppose that it's already produced. But in fact, they can never produce it. Ever. It can only reach a level of seemingly so, which means it's going to appear to be true or false to you. It all rests on our lap. Not ours as this, but ours as big and mine. Everything here is appearing to be true or false to us. There is no thing that is truthful. Yes. So, with this idea, you do not question or try to find a way to get to where you cannot leave. You try to look at what assumes that it's far away. What, what implies that there has to be many requirements met before you're ready to be actually, actually right where you are. That delays the inevitability of your incessant being into a pursuit that the non-existent thing is going to launch on. Yeah? It's simple as that. Because a lot, a lot of things, practices and processes, assume the non-existent thing as a fact. And then it's like the non-existent thing is trying to get out of the non-existent thing, and all that can do is reinforce the reality of the non-existent thing. Like he says, the next statement is, when your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the idea of being a non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? When what you seem to be doing to, let's say, define the truth is actually being used to reinforce the idea of the non-existent thing. How are, go- how are they going to destroy it? First of all, how are you going to destroy a non-existent thing? I mean, how are you going to erase a non-existent thing? How are you going to get out of a non-existent thing? How many plans or ways are there to get out of a non-existent thing? It's the recognition it's non-existent. So the, it's, the experience is you're out of it, but it isn't produced by getting out of anything. It's produced by realizing you were never in it. That's what produces the experience of being out of it, is you realize you were never in it. And then, when if that's the case, then the experience of being out of it isn't an experience, it stabilizes. 
it stabilizes, if you want to call it a state, just as a comparison, but it's not a state. It stabilizes as you, while you're seeming that you're not. And that's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary, other than the ones you make up. And if you feel like you need to do something, you better freaking do it, because you got the final say here. There is no God that's going to override the God of you. There's none. We look at God, we're looking at God as something we're going to find. We want to become knowers of God. But in the state of God, let's say, as Ramana Maharshi would say, to know God is to be God. This isn't about knowledge, it's about being. So the knowledge can be directed in the correct manner, which is why don't you learn about what you're not, so that you can recognize it. And when you recognize it, and you recognize it enough, one of those times the the emphasis is going to switch on that which you're thinking you're seeing to the seeing. And then you now had a glimpse of your original face, which is no face of all at all. Yeah. And then if it ever dawns on you, and it looks like it dawned on you in time, one of the one of the obvious recognitions of it is this it's never not been this way. It negates every fucking thing that ever happened. Without a giant sword, it just sees it from the, the point of reality and it sees it as not so. So the, everything is happening, everything is happening, but in fact, nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. Everything is happening. And it's not happening to us, it's happening as us. This was like, after the idea with getting struck sober, this became, when this dawned on me, it was just dawned, then this became the last answer. It was felt like an unspoken yes. I knew before knowing that this was so. And now it's been, and I haven't looked for another one. And I haven't looked for a turbocharged edition. I'm not synthesizing it with tantric yoga, though the action figure would probably like that. I'm not mixing with it anything. I don't want more of it, because I realize you can't have less or more of it. You are it. And as, as emphatic that statement is, is exactly what it's like. It's an emphaticness that implies timelessness, not a fucking process in time. You are it. Or as St. Francis says, is what's looking is what you're looking for. Now the mental state turns that around and puts the emphasis on you and I are looking for what's looking. But if you and I are looking for what's looking, it's been objectified. It's been conceptualized. That's not it. What's looking is what you and I are looking for. Right now. It doesn't go what's looking and then five pages of requirements that you and I have to do and fulfill to become what we're looking for. What's looking is what we're looking for. When? Now. And all this stuff is like, it's sort of like, you ever see the cigarette things now? They have a warning. They have to put a warning on there. Hey, this could be hazardous to your health, taking this. Well, this little statement, the presupposing a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing, and then as an added help, if, <laughs> if this is the case, maybe your spiritual practices are being used to reinforce 
the non-existent thing, then how could they possibly destroy it and put it on every self-help book and spiritual book on the first page, before the author page? But you may not buy the book anymore. I go to a bookstore, I don't think they'll ask me back now, but they used to do a bookstore in San Rafael, California, and it's a huge New Age thing. And they had all these books around the front off desk, and so I was going out after a talk, and they had a huge book, 900 pages on the consciousness. Yeah? And I went, why would you want us 900 pages on what you are? I mean, what... What would you? Why would you want to know what you are when you are being what you are? I would think that knowing what you are would neuter the possibility of just being what you are. Yeah, you know it so much, you think you know it, but you're not being it. And when it comes to being, I don't care how much knowledge you have of it, it doesn't mean a damn fucking thing because the being overrides it all. Yeah, it's such a different level. It's sort of like going into it's like people who have a beautiful breakfast nook, yeah? And they have all the and they have every cereal box from around the world. I mean everything. So they look like they are the most they are the greatest breakfast people of all time, but they're all empty. There's no there's no nutrition in any of the boxes. It looks like they have a great breakfast every day. And they know, look at I have all this, but there's no food there. See, knowing is applicable to everything else out here, but not to what you are. The only point that's available to us is being. If you're going to know it, you've, it had to have been shifted into subject-object. The false object now becomes a subject, and then your own nature becomes a topic to it. That's way nuded. That's like, it's been, it's been recooked so many times. You ever get an old curry, you know, like in England? You know, you go to one of these franchise places and you don't know what to eat, so you order, all right, I'll just fucking wing it to a curry. And then they bring something that doesn't even look like it's been in a, a like a pot for like seven days. It's like, fucking, that's, you know what I mean? That's not curry. I mean, we have the name of it, but it's not curry. It's like, you can, oh, serious, you know? <laughs> After you turn around and you make your own, what you are into an object to what you're not, you're unrecognizable. And then any spiritual group can come and, and you know, pull a, new, pull a new one on you because you have no touchstone. You have no sense of being what you are. Yeah. So, there's a statement in The Course of Miracles that explains a whole lot to me. And it says this, it says, being convinced no, oh yeah, what is it? Oh, we are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now this was what's interesting to me. How the hell does the dreaming forget its dreaming? How? How could it possibly forget its dreaming if it's dreaming? Yeah? Well, what happens is, in my view, the dreaming becomes identified with the dreamt. And this is a dreamt. Yeah? And in that identification, it seems to forget what it is. It can't forget what it is. That's why it needs this charade, this dream of time and space, to seem to forget it. Yeah? So everything here is seemingly so. Your bondage is seemingly so. Your freedom actually here is seemingly so. Yeah? 
So, we forget that we're the dreaming, and then we take ourselves to be the dreamt. All right, that's fine, it's great. It'll be great to be the dreamt. But what happens is, in this position, now I give everything that I've been dreaming, thoughts, feelings, this and that, the power to affect me as this. It sounds like everyone's day. Doesn't it? We forget that we're the dreaming, we now become the dreamt, and what we're dreaming now seems to attack us. Yeah? Where's the solution? The solution isn't a skillful means. That's a, sub, that's a substitute. The, the solution is to see that it never fucking could possibly happen. If you see prior to the bondage, there is no bondage. It's an activity. You and I have to be in cahoots with it. But most of us seem to start from after the bondage, which is not seeing. It's a way of looking called self-centeredness, and it's blind to what's seeing. It's blind. So when you turn this form of looking to try to find out about what the seeing is, you're blind to it because you are what's looking. You see the heist? This is the whole point. I remember the first times I went to satsang. This is what hit me. I was listening to these people, and then there was a real feeling that this person had something that no one else had. And then this one guy said a great statement from an old Zen statement, which was, I'm just sitting on this throne-like thing with 500 people, and he goes, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. So I went, ooh, like a dog. My head went, what? He says, it's even funnier than that. I'm like, I'm a man standing in the river selling water. And then I walked out and I never went back. <laughs> and you know what? No fucking piano fell on me. And then people would call me, Paul, is a great teacher coming. I said, well, great. And then, oh, you really miss someone. Great. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm okay. <laughs> because I saw what I inherently am was before the talk, during the talk, and after the talk. And if someone's given a talk, hopefully what you'll get out of it is absolutely nothing. <laughs> if you get nothing out of it, that's the fucking highest form of communication. Because then you'll get a sense you are always the baseline of what you are that's being represented or expressed through seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, that we all see in the chair at these individual entities. That is where we're looking at everything from. The consciousness is what's in contact. We are not in contact. The consciousness is contacting this. This is not in conscious contact. This consciousness moves through this little interface to come into contact. So, how does this go about? How were we misplaced, seemingly? Well, that to me is what I call selfing. That's the whole thing. It's, it centers in the mind. Its main apparatus is the thought system. It has the memories, because if you look at your thoughts, don't have to look at anyone else's, look at the thoughts right now in your head, you'll see, if you listen to them, they imply that you're a body, Right? So when you worry about you in the past, what does that you look like? A body. Yeah. You couldn't worry about you as a spirit in the past because <laughs> what would you worry about? Yeah. It's not 6'2 and 170 pounds. Yeah. There would be no object that your thoughts could be about. Yeah. Because thinking is always about something. It's not, it's, not a, it's not like a fucking smart bomb. It's very freaking vague. 
So it has to have an object to think about. Yeah? So it circulates around this idea and it thinks about it. And it's in the thinking about it, the thinking about it, the thinking about it, it tries to make it so. So it doesn't, it can't do it. All of the thoughts are happening now, but they wouldn't have the impact. So it produces a sense of past and future to picture you in so many different scenarios. And then you have this incredible future where there's no holds barred. Anything can happen to you in the future. In what's not happening, anything you can imagine can possibly be so. Yeah? And that's what the mental state does. Not for any other reason other than to be used to reinforce the non-existent thing as being you. That's it. It's represented by the word my. Its only movement is claiming, and it's represented by my. See the difference. Thought, my thought. Like that. I use the example of, all right, money. I wish all of you to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. Money, you know, money's exactly the same, but its meaning's totally different, yes? Where did the meaning change? Did money change? Is money like a chameleon? Or was it, was it the mind that gave it all the meaning it has? Did the money give you meaning, or did the mind give money meaning? You might as well get the horse in front of the car. We think money is driving us crazy. What's, what's being used to drive you crazy is that it's your money. Or it's someone else's money. That's what it's doing. And it's doing it with every thought. Every thought, no matter how different they are, are all being preceded by this feeling of mine. That you believe either they're about you somehow, or you're the thinker of them. That's the act of the bondage of self. See, if it was bondage to self, self would be a thing, I'd be a thing, maybe handcuffs would bond me to it. It's bondage of, sort of like the old English thing, uh, Paul, you know, son of Sam or something, you know? Remember that? So, I am a product of Sam. So, Paul, the product of Sam. So, the bondage is a product of what? Self. Without self, there is no bondage. And in fact, the beauty, beautiful thing is, there is no self, therefore the possibility there is no bondage is available. When? Now. Where? Here. <laughs> it's in your seeing that it isn't so. That's where the weight is. It isn't based on someone else's seeing that it isn't so. It's your seeing, when this is seeing, that it isn't so. That's where the freedom lies. And it lies before all the shenanigans. Not after you worked out all the shenanigans, but that there were no shenanigans to begin with. And this, to get out of an imaginary place takes absolutely no time. To, to, Figure out an imaginary problem takes absolutely no time and no effort. Sense yourself now. We're hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling. Are you making an effort to do all that? Are you making an effort seeing now? No. No. Are you making an effort hearing now? No. Tasting? No. None. You don't go to seeing classes, do you? You don't like seeing, or maybe you look at these. Hmm? 
Well, with your eyes, to fix your eyes, because these things facilitate it, but they're not what's seeing. That awareness is what's seeing. You believe the body's seeing? Certainly the body is the thing that's seeing. The seeing is of the body. No, the body's facilitating seeing. You could have a perfect... I've seen it. I've seen people I know. Vision, like visual seeing. I'm talking about seeing seeing means awareness. Yes. So this in this one aspect of seeing called vision, it has it's facilitated by moving through an eye. This called hearing is facilitated by moving through an ear. But it's not the ear that's hearing, nor is it the eye that's seeing. Yes. So there, right? And that's that seeing that is not of the eye and not of the ear. Does it take any? Does it exhibit any thought or effort? That does, or the eyes do, or the ears do, or maybe your interest and attention, where what you're seeing is put on. But the seeing itself, I haven't seen it ever, ever demonstrated any thought of effort. I've never seen the brow of consciousness get sweaty. I've never seen it. I've never seen it run out, ever. I've never seen it turn away. It was there at my worst event in life, and it was there at the best event in life. It doesn't seem to blink or turn away or move towards. It's always available at all times. It doesn't run out. I don't get a certain amount on Sunday night and it runs out on Friday if I spent it unwisely. It's like an infinite source. Does that demonstrate thought or effort? Did you have to make an effort when your eyes opened this morning? Did you have to bring the room into uh, appearance? Or was this like this? A whole world just seems to go like this as soon as your eyes open. It doesn't seem it takes any freaking time. You're not like, oh, I was, I'm, I was back in the back room of my house of consciousness and then the alarm went off. It took a while for it to arise. My eyes were open, but I wasn't seeing anything. My, but no, no, consciousness is it's like there. Well, maybe you just follow it. Check it out for yourself. It's interesting. Because... If you do, you'll realize the commonality of all of us seemingly different characters is the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And I don't think seeing is like an eye and a hand that comes out. Yeah, It's not a thing, is it? The eye is definitely acquisitive. Hmm? Yes, the eye is acquisitive. That two people look at two different things. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be particular. No, no. Well, I don't we, want to be disrespectful. No, no. So, well, we'll just wait and we go on it afterwards because we're doing a little souffle here. But let's just take it. Maybe you will question about it. So, but my own my own experience of it is it doesn't seem to imply or use any thought or effort because it's doing so. It's being. It's say it's being conscious. Now, with us as this, we're doing a lot of stuff. So, like when we run. We do it, and we can seem to stop, yeah? When we're reaching, we'll do it for so long, and we can stop. But being isn't in that state, because it's being its own nature. Just like awareness isn't doing awareness, it's being awareness. There's quite a huge difference, yeah? Because one, a doing is an efforting type of thing, and whatever, if the doing seems to get something done, then there's a lot of vigilance to keep it done, yeah? There's a lot of work and a lot of maintenance to keep it going, like a produced condition. But something that's prior and unconditional, it demonstrates a relaxed awareness and an ease and comfort in one's skin, 
and it seemed to be totally not of time whatsoever, therefore it can't be produced or unproduced, and it brings about a great sense of okayness here, because you finally found something that's truly reliable, and you've been looking from it your whole freaking life. Yeah? And it eases a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the agitation, because the mental state is agitated. It is. The selfing is agitated. Like in Buddhism, they say, we're in a Buddhist place. It says the four noble tr- truths, and the first one is, you know, suffering, you know, malaise, or a feeling of dissatisfaction, an overriding vague feeling of something's off here, is it, right? Produced by desire, they say. And actually maintained by desire. But what is the mental state but a desire to become and unbecome? The mental state wants to become something it thinks it isn't and wants to unbecome something it thinks it is. Now, there isn't anything you are or not, but it's assuming or presupposing you are. So, one, you don't like, I don't want to be a loser, so I have a desire not to be that. And I, have, I want to be a great athlete and I desire to become that. So, the whole thing is agitated. And as a, a great Zen master says in Faith Mind, you can't use agitation to produce stillness that would be agitation. So when we, as the mental state, enter something, let's say the topic of peace, we're going to agitate that topic. Or as they say in physics, the observation is going to distort the observed. So we play the role of observation. And when we look at something, as they say in the Course, we give it all the meaning it has. That thing doesn't give us the meaning. We give it the meaning. Yeah? Yeah. So, with this idea of processes, as he says, if your spiritual practices themselves are being used by the mental state to reinforce a non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Sit with that. Let that reshuffle priorities. Don't, don't put a, a period after these. Take it in like mind food, bigger mind food, and see what the mind does with it. Yeah? The seeker is the source. See what the mind does in it. There's a great Zen master, Hawaiian Po, that says the, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use light to seek light. You cannot use the big M mind to seek the mind. You can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. So if there's a feeling that you're searching for the Buddha, it's got to be based that you're taking yourself to be something other than the Buddha. Obviously. Why would the Buddha seek the Buddha? It would be busily being the Buddha. <laughs> Which is a full-time operation. Because you can't be anything else. <laughs> it's not doing running and then not running and swimming and then not swimming. Being, you can't get around it. That's it. <laughs> You're not being for 12 hours a day and then doing having for 12 hours a day. <laughs> You're just being what you are. And the being what you are doesn't demonstrate to me, personally, in my years of observation of it, doesn't ex- seem to exert any thought or effort. <laughs> it just is. And it is, isn't conditioned. It's, it sustains itself, yeah? So the seeing is just seeing. It doesn't have a battery that runs out, or a source of generation. It is the generation. Yeah? This is the beauty of it. Because if you're going to practice anything, and you are, because we're action figures, wouldn't you like to start from what you're calling the goal? 
wouldn't your pursuit of happiness change to maybe a walk? You know, or you'd stop at a bench quite a lot because you realize you're already content and satisfied. And I truly believe if you were content and satisfied on a stabilized level, you'd lose all interest in enlightenment and all that shit. You would. And the real relief would be if you'd be free from the need to be liberated. Because what needs to be liberated isn't you. You'd be free from it. All your interests, trying to get to where all you already are, would be dismissed from all that and rest in what you already are. And that, that interest and attention that's being used by the mental state to preoccupy with this dead idea of being Paul and actually being used to produce anxiety out of nothing... And if you don't believe you're a miracle worker, look at Lazarus was brought from the dead by Jesus, but we're making shit up out of nothing all day. <laughs> if you're flipping out tonight, it's very rarely about tonight. It's about last week and next week. Yes? So, if you have faith in the thought system, what are you going to get? A lot of anxiety about what's not happening. That's exact same faith, which is a force of mind, if surrendered or whatever, if it's allowed to go to its source, it produces an easy and comfort in your circumstances and in your own seeming skin. And when does it do it now? Not a future goal. It enlivens your sense of being on now. You sense it, and if it ain't tactile, if you don't sense the presence, having an idea that this presence will not fucking do. You've got to sense the generation of what you are. That's, an, that's more convincing than all the freaking books. And that's what allows you to outshine circumstances and situations. Understandings allow you to sort of limit damage control over circumstance situations. But the vision allows you to outshine circumstances and situations. And you don't need to acquire any more vision. You're, you have as, as much vision as you're ever going to have. Has it seemed to be running out? I'm like 60-something years old. It doesn't seem like it's running out. It seems like it doesn't even give a shit about the body, actually. There's no idea there is a body. <laughs> Tell you the truth. So this whole point, for me, is just a humble invitation to save you time, basically. And that to me, all the great spiritual statements are really warnings. They're just warning you of something. Hey, the seeker is the sort. Yeah? What's looking is what you're looking for. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It's not going to produce what you're hoping it to produce because you're already unproduced. Yeah? And the whole thing with the Course in Miracles is to save you time. About what? About taking a long time to finally find out who you are by exhausting who you're not, or by let's say looking at who you're right, who you're not right now, and say, "Hey, I'm not that." And then what happens if, as soon as you see you're not that, what becomes like immediately potent? Because it's always potent is what you truly are, and then you find rest, like it says in the Bible: the the, uh, the Son of Man has no place to rest its head. Well, if you have a head, there's no place to rest. If you're headless, like Douglas Harding would say, then you can rest in the space. But if you have a head, you're never going to find... You're always getting kicked out of the fucking hotel room. 
<laughs> so this is just an invitation. It's not a draft, you know. We don't have any follow-up classes. Don't have any intensives. Don't have any retreats. I have faith in mind. I feel like... See, what we're doing here, we're literally, is sort of like... People say this all the time to the person who's like working the door. They come up to him and they go, everything this guy says goes right over my head. And so this guy asked me, what, what, what's, what do you, what's, why is that? I said, because the message is aimed at over your head. <laughs> we're not talking to you about being a mind. That goes fucking nowhere. You're new to what the mind is like that. We're talking to mind about you. And that has traction. Because if the mind gets a little idea, hey, I may not be this, <laughs> then a real possibility dawns. And it happened with me. I saw it. A possibility dawns. Hey, I could be free from it. Not free as it. Not free through it. Or any other through any other it. But free from it. Yeah? And that to me works. Because it stabilizes and it's not based on vigilance or thought or effort. You don't have to re-up, you don't have to redo. Mind will just start entertaining life from what it truly is instead of from what it's not. That's it. It's going to entertain. Most definitely. That's what mind does. It's entertaining right now. This whole place is based on mind entertaining it so. How could a play thing in this life be the worst thing that ever happened to you and then somehow turn into the best thing that ever happened to you? How could the worst thing transmute into the best thing? Obviously, there was no worst thing or best thing. You gave it all the meaning it has. That would imply that we're the dreaming, eh? Even a subjective experience implies we're the dreaming. You're at this event and this event isn't going to overwhelm anyone as the event, you're going to make it what it is to you. Yeah? That, to me, signifies right there, dreaming. Yeah? You have the same event, 30 people, 30 different takes. Obviously, what overrides the event? The person who's observing the event. Voila! Let it go back. See where it takes you. This, it's not going to stop here. It's going to go past here. I had it. You know, these realizations are safe. They're like this. You get clear. Let's say you feel expansive. You feel the oneness, all the love. But it's always you still being applied to be the one who's having it. Yeah? And then it opens up like this. And then maybe it goes like that. And now you're seen in front of the camera from behind the camera. So you finally are seeing from your true location behind the camera. And what's seen in front of the camera? Voila! You were taking it to be the ultimate camera, but it's not. It's another brownie. There's millions of them. <laughs> and so you see this, and what happens? Something's going to change. The gig is over. Suddenly, it's not even a correction because it could never happen. The seeming reference, false reference, is seen to be false. And then now you're back at the square zero you've always been at. And when you hit square zero, that's what it implies. It's always been this way. And therefore you realize nothing ever happened. 
It just seemed to happen, always being looked at from square zero. When square 30 is arrived at, and let's say your head cracks open, and you have an experience of square zero, and then you go to square 53, and you have a crack your head open again, and another experience of square zero, after a while you realize there's only square zero. All the other squares are appearing in square zero. They are appearing in it. They are not a square that has square zero as an exempt. Yeah? All there is is this. You can either have an experience of yourself or be it one or the other. You can have seemingly have an experience of self, just like the wave wants to have an experience of the ocean, maybe. Yeah? It's been a wave a long time. It thinks it's really fucking dry. And it, it hears about this great, vast thing called the ocean. And it starts, oh, I'd love to have an experience of the ocean. And it find, gets maps how to get to the ocean and where the ocean is and when's the best time to visit the ocean. And yet all the while taking itself to be a wave. And then it goes, and in the, in the condition of being a wave, all it can hope for is an experience of the ocean. Having a meeting with the ocean. It can't experience being the ocean because it's entertaining as a wave. All that's needed is to see if you're a wave or not. If you're not a wave, how long will it take for the realization you're the ocean to occur? That's what it's like. The, may, the wave may want to be the ocean, want to have an experience of the ocean, but it's separate from the ocean, seemingly. Obviously it isn't, not from the ocean's point of view, it's just an appearance on its surface. But from the wave's point of view, it's uniquely different. And it maybe it has a bad attitude because it wants to break on Hawaii shores instead of Hoboken shores, you know? And it wants Laird Hamilton to ride it, not fucking a four-year-old who's pissing at the same time. Yeah, it may have all these opinions. I should be a bigger wave and a better wave, and this and then I hate anyone else who's a bigger, better wave. All that comes with the idea of being the wave. All of it gets dismissed as soon as it, not as a wave working on a wave, but seeing it's not a wave. Yeah. It's like that fish finally dawned on it. He could think it's dry its whole life in the water. But was it? The ocean was totally, it was. It's the total context the fish has been appearing in and has no idea of it at all. We're just like that. We're just, how many people have felt the effects of gravity today? How many? Every one of us, all day. Were we talking about gravity at the cafes? No. We were talking about that high hill we climbed, or those stairs we had to go up. All based on gravity, yeah? And then people will study gravity and they become an expert on gravity and they write books about gravity and they become circuit speakers about gravity. But all you need to know about gravity is to go into an anti-gravity chamber and then you know everything about gravity you ever needed to know by its absence. Yeah? Once its effects stop, you'll realize what was going on exactly with the solution. Once you see you're not the problem, you'll see exactly what's been going on. You'll see exactly why. Now you feel pretty cool, and then you realize why you seemingly weren't all those years. It was because of one fucking thing. 
the presupposing of this non-existent thing as the existent thing called you. That's it. That's the petri dish every fucking thing else grows out of. See it. You know, I have questions now. It's a very small window. It's closing. No <laughs> questions. Um, oh. Well. <laughs> um, when, like, sometimes I feel like I can be in a state where I feel present and I can be aware of thought coming up and not so easily identify with it, but when I, like, go out into New York City and I see other people, it, like, I, I have a hard time maintaining just being present. Well, yeah, if you feel like you have to maintain being present, you're going to have a hard time based on circumstances and situations. But if you could see, maybe, I don't know how to do it for you. If I could, I would. But it would hard, if I could do it for you, it wasn't it. If I could show you, it wouldn't be it. That which is seen cannot be seen. It's not an experience either. It's just your basic state prior your prior reference to all other references, let's say. Maybe grace is what carries there, because it's the shortest trip of all, I don't know. But I do know that if you question what you're not, and you take advantage of repetition about that questioning, guess let's see what happens. Because maybe one time, the emphasis, and it will be an emphasis, will leave that which you think you're looking at to the scene. Yeah? And once there's a sense of the seeing, then you get a sense of what timelessness is. Yeah? And then you have a, then there's a sense that gives you, it's like you can see the heist, you can see the burglar. It's like you got the most perfect police drawing of it. And it looks a lot like you. <laughs> so when you see, it's like the selfing is incredible because it goes into every aspect of our life and we meet it, and what happens when we meet it, we call it me. That's it. It's the act of being identified. Yeah? So when you go into the city, some other point, it's like a shift in the reference, yeah? and then you think you've lost that which you can never lose. Yeah? Maybe by entertaining these, these invitations, it can solidify, I don't know. But I know it's solidified already, completely. Yeah? And it's, in this case, more isn't better. You know, all like this thing with the pointing over your head. You know, it's like the mental state, just to inform you of how I've seen it. The mental state is a very fast process. The sense of being a self is about 500 of a second. So anytime there's a doing, the mental state arises and it interprets that doing to imply a doer. That's what it does. It's fucking very, very, very fast. So in my view, I don't see how any process can get before that process. So I don't believe you can meditate yourself out of the meditator. I don't think you can think yourself out of the thinker. I don't think you can feel yourself out of the feeler. I just humbly don't. But what... So that gunslinger is super fast, yeah? But what happens if the sense of what you are is truly being, which is not in time, then that can never be outdrawn because the gun is always out, yeah? In the sense of being, you'll see the process that you used to look from, 
you'll see it. And when you see it, it distills into one big bit of information. I'm not that. That which all that pointing is pointing to, you're not. Yeah? And then see what happens. Maybe if you just felt content and at ease, that would be more than enough. Yeah? If you travel lighter on a stabilized manner, I would think that would be way more than enough. If you could have all the possibilities of having a heavy day lightened every day thereafter, that would be a fucking great gift that you've given yourself. So watch. See if you travel lighter over time. Because the head is going to... The head, if it has a miracle at 9 in the morning, it's forgotten by 11. But it's remembering a resentment for 30 fucking years. You've got to see the mental state is not a valid GPS. Yeah? When you punch in, like, I want to be happy, joyous, free, and you punch it into the GPS... What happens, what I used to do, I used to go, oh yeah, I'd like to have a good time tonight. Pump it in, then I'd be in jail like six hours later. And I'd fuck, what? Next day I'd get out, the next day I'd do the same thing and end up in jail, and I'd be fucking surprised. How the hell did I, well, how did I end up in jail? I did the exact same thing. I listened to the same navigational system. Yeah? The thing is false. It's failed. It has maps from 1954. <laughs> no intention of leading you anywhere except into its story of you. It wants you to think you were here and that you're going to be here. And it wants you to be totally obsessed about what you were and what you're going to be so that you lose the possibility or the invitation of this moment. That's its job. It's, it's working like overtime constantly for you to avoid what you are. By, and then the, the, the crown jewel of its heist is you will take yourself to be that and then you'll start looking for what you are as an object of that. That can go fucking lifetimes. <laughs> with no success. Yes. Uh, maybe I missed it, but are there ways to catch the wave identifying with itself as a wave instead of an ocean? Yes, yeah, see it. Just see it, there must be some more... No. Get an invitation, and then entertain the invitation, and see if it comes to pass. There's a great old Zen thing called faith mind, and I believe in that completely. I have faith in being a mind. I don't think you need a lot. All you need is a little, a little clue, or a little bop, or a little this, and, let it, and your mind will take it the rest of the way. It's entertaining its own nature anyway, yeah? Why does it have to be bombarded and... See, when what you're not is trying to be what it is, it has to be vigilant. It has to constantly work hard at it to try to keep the fucking false graft on. Because it's like trying to mix water and oil. A thing is not going to become spiritual. It's not a, this is a, like a utilitarian truck, a Toyota. It's not meant to be leading the 500, you know, Indianapolis 500 parade car. It's like an action figure. This is not going to become spiritual. That's just not its nature. Spirit, being a spiritual condition is its own maintenance. Yeah? You're awake. Let's just say we're all awake. Yeah? 
Every one of us is awake. And here you can seem to be awake to that fact, or you can seem to be asleep to that fact. It doesn't change the fact. From whence does the consciousness come? Do you think, do you believe there's like the ultimate, and then there's a space between the ultimate and us, and then there's, the ultimate makes like, out of his like, uh, bowel movements, there's a pipe called consciousness, and then consciousness comes to each one of us from the ultimate latrine of the higher power, or awareness, and then we're conscious now, yeah? And there's no connection between us and that. I mean, I don't see that. Do you? Where can you tell the difference between the consciousness, the essence of it, not its definitions, meaning the eyes, the ears, the this and that, but the, the essence of it, I don't see any difference between awareness and that. This is an expression of awareness, and obviously it is connected to awareness. There is no gulf between us and our source. What would happen if it was a pipe? We didn't pay the consciousness bill. It shut it off like a fucking electric company. No, water shut off like Flint, Michigan, you know? No, there's no water. No, is it? Does it ever feel that way? You've done the worst thing you ever thought you did. You wake up the same way. Your eyes are still seeing. How's your eyes? Have your eyes ever closed? Like, you know, closed for business. No, that's it. Walk around, <laughs> never seeing another fucking thing. But you would feel it behind your eyelids, wouldn't you? This fucking ra- raging horse, ready to go. Wouldn't it? Do you feel like this? When you close your eyes, do the lights go out inside? Do you feel like it's dark in here, really? Do you think you're behind the cheekbone? You know, you all right, I'm closing shop. That's it. Like this. You know? There's still on this, isn't there? When you close all the gates, isn't there still on this? Not deep, deep dreams. Hmm? Well, there we're in awareness, yes. We're resting in our own nature because we couldn't... This fucking thing takes a lot of work. The awake dream. we got to rest. It's like an Etch-A-Sketch. we got to let it you know, erase or another day. You wake up, it's like Henry Finkler waking up with Winkler with the leather jacket. Paul Hedeman show once again. Paul Hedman goes to New Jersey. Paul Hedman goes to North Carolina. Paul Hedman goes to California. Mm. All right. Well, that's that, eh? <laughs> the wave doesn't have to be remembered as the ocean. Just see if you're a wave. Yeah? If you see you're not a wave, that's the ocean. Trying to remember the ocean from the wave isn't going to work. Or will it? Has it? It leaves a lot of gaps. You forget, and then you're the wave again. But see if you're not, if you're a wave to begin with. If you're not, obviously, the immediate truth is ocean. Yeah? There's no suspension where that which was the wave has to become the ocean. It is the ocean, yeah? There'll be no inequality of this solution timelessness, or let's say non-time, is very, very pronounced. It's very, very pronounced. It's like it's like being parachuted into a moment. There's no time that happens. Yeah? Processes think of time to me. They do. And I don't believe you can do and have yourself into what you are. I think the doing having is being used to reinforce what you're not in most cases. 
so. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. It's always a pleasure to come here. I've never made anything out of any of these talks. I'll talk about the sushi we had earlier when I get home. It's the weirdest thing, these talks, if you're if the seat assignment is here, because there's nothing you can make out of it at all. Nothing. You cannot. It's like a... You ever see coyotes in the desert when they find a desert tortoise? They try to get to it. Tortoise closes up and they roll it around for two or three minutes, but then they get bored. They leave. This is what this is to the mental state. The mental state tries to make something out of it. Tries to, you know. I remember when I first heard this message. You know, this idea of not being the doer. And I was living in Australia, and my girlfriend would leave, and she says, Paul, do your chores, you know, around the house. And she'd come home and see the dishes were still not done. And she'd say, Paul, why don't you do the dishes? Well, there is no Paul, and there's no dishes. And she'd say, fuck you, Paul, do the dishes. Yeah? So the mental state was trying to use this message to his own advantage. Yeah? But he got bored of it quickly because you can't get anything out of it. That's why a lot of people who are addicted to experiences will not stay with non-duality. No fucking way. They want to have a spiritual spectacle. They want to have a they want to have a convincing event to convince what they're not that they are what they are. They have to have a very convincing, like big fucking explosions in the sky. You just you know you may not even have a loving gaze after all this. You know, no one's going to notice when you walk in the Seven Eleven or the counter. Oh, oh yes. No, they just charge you the same amount for water milk and shit like that. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't, if you were looking for something, I would never come here. It's going to be the most unrewarding fucking thing ever. That's what's so great about it. it can't be touched here. It just, it's just unbelievable. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm telling you. If you stick with nothing for a while, it will become everything to you. Literally. But people don't. They go around, listen to 20 different messages, do this and do that. I haven't seen one monogamous, monogamous non-dual person ever. They're going to people every week, different people, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And now it's gotten to such an absurd thing at times in non-duality meetings that people want to be a non-self as a self. They get the jogging down, they get the look down. It's unbelievable. This is very sloppy here. Yeah? There's going to be constant contradiction and hypocriticism because the mental state's logic cannot surround this. It doesn't make any sense to it. This is not about this, therefore, that. It's not about you start here and you do and have and then you end up at a better place. That's about real estate. You know, that's about, you know, going to Nordstrom's from TJ Maxx's. You know, you've elevated somewhat, yeah? That's all about that, but it has nothing to do with this topic. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you so much. Yes, come on. Let's do it. Yeah.